Hey everyone, your DM here. This week and next week, we'll be taking a bit of a break from the campaign due to conflicting schedules. This week, I'll be doing a recap of the campaign thus far, episodes 1 through 5, and next week, we won't be uploading anything to the main feed. But episode 6 will be posted on the 15th of March. We all really appreciate the support you guys have been showing us so far, and our hearts go out to the citizens of Ukraine. There are links everywhere on the internet in terms of ways to help them, but we'll be including a link in the episode description as well. In the meantime, let's get on with this five-episode recap. Our campaign takes place in the realm of Zenith, a realm which was once not much different than your typical D&D world. At some point in the distant past, a cataclysmic event caused the convergence of realms, thus removing the former boundaries that had separated them, as all creatures were transported to the mortal realm. After a brief period of chaos and uncertainty, seven distinct territories were formed with the goal of upholding peace and preventing the destruction of all life as they knew it. These territories and the creatures that inhabit them are as follows, Martivir of Dragonkind, Heru of Goblinkind, Renaissance of Celestials, Zorak of Demon and Devilkind, Ar of Aberrations, Tifon of Feyfolk, and lastly the setting of our campaign, Kalawek, the Kingdom of Mortals. While outright war was thankfully avoided, the limited space as well as the very nature of all these differing cultures and forces continues to cause conflict in this post-convergence world. Creatures of all origins regularly cross into enemy territories to steal or smuggle goods, and each group has created their own ways of dealing with these invaders. Kalawek in particular employs bounty hunters, with the bounties on these invading creatures' heads being one of the very few ways to climb the socio-economic ladder. One such particularly juicy bounty was the cause of our money-governing trio joining forces as despite their initial distrust of each other, they managed to find a common goal to rally against. Ready or not, hit! Oh, are you guys trying to hurt each other? We can't do that on a team! He has proved his worth, as have you. I feel... I feel comforted knowing that your strengths will be enough to protect my life. Whether or not you will protect my life is yet to be seen, but I doubt we can do this without one another if we are facing dear terrible foes. Where are we going? Once the trio of Tucker Shelby, Davina Good, and Terra Battlecry entered the sewers in pursuit of Mogren, they had a particularly brutal encounter with a trio of rats. You are bitten from behind, Davina by a massive creature, <laughs> doing a total of six damage. As you are bit in the back, and you turn and see the glowing red eyes of a giant rat. It is easily the size of you laying on the ground, essentially. It is about as big as you, and it goes But ultimately, they managed to defeat the squeaky terrors. Tucker <laughs> crawled through the dark could hear the, the rat making all these disgusting noises as it bit into Terra. <laughs> I would draw my rapier, and I'd blindly stab forward into the dark. And I just hear this squishy, like, as one of its eyes just pops. I manage to hit it right in the eye, and I just hear its giant corpse fall to the floor, splashing in the muck in the sewage. Through this show of strength, they managed to secure a rodent guide and continued their journey. Eventually, the group approached the lair of the target creature, a vicious demon toad by the name of Mogren. 
after a failed stealth attempt. Not one. Oh, good God. I, uh, uh, 11 plus 2. But I got a plus 6, so it's 7. Wait, this was disadvantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was a 13. 4. A 4, and then that 1. Plus 6. Uh, <laughs> skill checks, nat 1, auto fail. Essentially what happens is, Davina, you kind of notice a little kind of mound on the ground. You kind of just walk over it without really thinking about it. However, you forget to kind of mention to the person behind you, <gasps> and... Tucker, your foot hits something kind of hard, and you immediately just fall forward directly onto Davina, and the sudden stop makes it so that Tara, who had noticed, by the way, that there was a mound, but also was kind of a little- you guys were all kind of tunnel vision a little bit. All of you end up basically collapsing on each other, folding forward like dominoes. And <laughs> the loudness echoes through the hallways, uh, through the, the sewers. The group entered Mogren's lair, and combat ensued. They were thoroughly able to wreck Mogren, but in his last moments as Davina prepared for one last attack, she was struck by a sudden vision. As you approach it and you notice that it is lying on its back, you are struck with a mental assault. You are kind of walking towards it and you realize this has happened before. You've gone through this experience before. In another life, something like this has happened before and something wrong has happened in this very moment. In the moment when you decided to strike it down, you missed. You spared it. Something happened to where Mogren was able to continue living. And in that moment, its tongue had lashed out and done something to something down that other hallway. As soon as this memory appears, it disappears. And Mogren is lying on the ground as you approach. What are you going to do? Stealing herself, Davina tried to finish off Mogren, but the demon toad managed to survive, clutching to life. In this moment, Davina's vision came true and a hobgoblin sprinted into the room just as confused as the group. Confusion turned to panic, however, as Mogren lashed out his tongue, grappling and swallowing the hobgoblin in one fluid motion. This galvanized our group and Tucker quickly delivered the finishing blow. Alright, so I, I sprint up to Mogren, I leap into the air, grab, pulling my rapier out, and I slam down onto him with my rapier straight into his mouth. <laughs> and just stab all the way in as far as I can go until my rapier comes to a grinding halt with the hilt all the way on his flesh. You run up and you finish this demon. After killing Mogren, the trio turned to the badly injured Hobgoblin. They ended up deciding to patch up the foreigner's wounds with the intention of questioning them on why they were in the sewers in the first place. While the Hobgoblin remained asleep, they discovered a bag on them, containing a dagger, a potion of poison disguised as a health potion, two sticks of dynamite, and a map of the sewers. Wait, what sick fuck would send their minions with a fake health potion for them to think that they were healing themselves, but it in fact is, it's, it's poison? Eventually, the group managed to wake the hobgoblin up and try to get information from him. They were less helpful than they had anticipated. What do you want? Information. I was working alone. I have no idea who you are. Kill me. So you do know what this is? No idea. Health motion, right? Yeah, heal me. Don't sit on the floor. Fuck! <laughs> After a failed torture attempt, the group eventually just killed him before deciding to investigate the marked spots on the map of the sewers he had been carrying, realizing that the marked spots were on the wall supporting the Kalawak armory. As they went through the tunnels, the head of the Hobgoblin and Mogren's corpse being stuffed into Terra's new backpack, they began to collect the sticks of dynamite with no difficulties. No difficulties, that is, until the very last bundle. 
Wonderful. As you guys approached this last one, and since you guys had mentioned earlier that you guys were not stealthing, but instead approaching as a group, I need everybody to give me a deck saving throw. As you guys go to approach it from the other end, from the end that you did not approach, a flaming streak of arrow flies through the air, an arrow that was on fire strikes that dynamite as you're about to approach it and ex promptly explodes. The two that passed, you each take eight points of damage. Oh, oh yeah. And the person that fails, you take 17 points of damage right as down. this explodes in your face. After a futile and slightly infuriating chase, in which Tucker joined Davina in unconsciousness, the trio retreated into a separate hallway of the sewers with Tara dragging her two allies into relative safety. A long rest ensued, but when the trio awoke, Tucker and Davina were affected by exhaustion since they had slept in the sewers. Tara, being from the depths, was not adversely affected. The group proceeded to head to Town Hall, and after a variety of hijinks in which Terra started to see the bias against dwarves, they were given their 100 gold reward. An unfortunate number, seeing as there were three of them. Oh, that one's mine. We established this last time. Didn't we? We did, because I did the most damage. And then you guys were like, okay, she could have the last remaining coin. I contest! Did Tucker agree to this? <laughs> no, you did. You can see it in the podcast. I totally remember. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm doing that in character. I totally remember doing that. However, I now contest <laughs> with this decision. I did I don't a know. lot of heavy lifting. I was the one who killed Mogren. I was oh. the one that did the most damage. How do you know? <laughs> oh, because it's Edmonton did the Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so what happened after you guys were done doing all your fantastic things? You let the hobgoblin escape. I let the hobgoblin escape! With their argument handled, the trio proceeded to try and freshen up at the Hibiscus Flower, a spa run by Drow not too far from Town Hall. They wanted to properly prepare to meet Lord Melshadow, the noble that had ordered and financed the bounty on Mogren in the first place. At the Hibiscus Flower, Tucker and Davina enjoyed a calming, uneventful bath, while Terra dealt with a ditzy high elf, irate, minimum wage working drow elves, and society as a whole. I'm going to walk, butt ass naked, out of this establishment, into the streets! She would then proceed to go and purchase some armor at long last, while a pissed off Tucker and curious Davina followed. Clean, fragrant, and exfoliated, the group finally then proceeded to go to the Melshadow Manor. I have cleansed myself of the soot that has held me for many years, and um, shown these people how much their uh, ignorance is purchased. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Upon reaching the Melshadow Manor, Davina and Terra tried to coax and threaten the guard at the gate, respectively. Both attempts failed before Tucker stepped in and managed to get the guard to let them in, conveying the urgency with which they should go and meet Gork Melshadow. Some Davina hijinks followed. Oh my god, is that a dog? And I'm gonna look at the sheep that he has, and I'm gonna rush to go pet it before the group managed to make their way inside. After an interaction with a man named Leonard, the ticked-off group were finally introduced to the noble himself. While they initially had a hesitant reaction to the noble, they eventually warmed up to Gorik Moshadow, especially after he gave the group a peppermint, cheese, and a cigar. With, you guys see uh, a few cigars on there as well as some cheese. Uh, you do see he brought some more crackers as well, and he just kind of, without even looking at the three of you, just kind of walks stiffly to him and 
graciously puts the platter in front of him. Gorduk expressed his concern with the presence of a hobgoblin in the sewers and asked for its head, explaining to the group that he could likely get a wizard to comb through the deceased's mind for information. For this, he paid the group in gold and promises of a pet in their future. I will take uh, goat, I will take milk, I will take... I second the goat. From here, the group were escorted by Leonard and another man named Igor to the home of Davina, Good's goodies. While there, Leonard and Igor asked to speak with Damien Good, Davina's father, separately, while Davina and her mother got ready to make mint chocolate chip cookies. Tara and Tucker heard a bit of a scuffle happening and listened in on Leonard threatening Damien, stating that he was late on payments. And that's the first five episodes so far. I hope you guys have enjoyed this brief recap. Again, we'll be back to the normal episode schedule on the 15th, and hopefully we should now have a decent amount of episodes banked. That way we won't have to take a break week again. I just wanted to thank everyone that's been listening to our podcast from the bottom of my heart. Please keep listening to our episodes, keep sharing our episodes, giving us five stars on Spotify and Apple, etc. Um, we have an Instagram account uh, at AHA underscore podcast. Again, that's at AHA underscore podcast. We also have a Twitter now, too, so feel free to follow both of those for updates about the show, uh, D&D memes, just our reactions, and, and, and more. That's it now. I hope you all the best in this crazy, crazy world that we're all living in. Thank you.